freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome to another episode of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm Dan Todd. What an exciting show we have today. The theme is Your Vote Matters. And Cheryl, you always have a little twist there. So why don't you explain what that is? (laughs) Well, little known secret, not so little known. I am a word nerd, so I kind of like to think about what words mean and and play on them a little bit. So when I, I say the words, your vote matters, there is kind of a double meaning. So not only does your vote count in that way it matters, right? But it's something requiring consideration and study, like matters of discussion or matters of the heart. So your votes are fuel, in the tank of the future that you want to see. If you don't speak up, someone else will. And our representatives follow the wishes of their constituents. And if you don't let them know what your wishes are, by voting, by writing, by weighing in, and all you do is Monday morning quarterback them by verbally bashing their decisions, decisions that you never even weighed in on, well, that's on you. So... No fence sitting. Haven't we been saying that since at least January of this year? No fence sitting. Today is the day to get in the game. Get involved. And here's the alternate meaning. Meaning, rather. Your vote matters. The matters of your vote. So educate yourself on important matters. What matters to you? Get informed and determine what is important and why. And then, once you understand all of those matters on which you will vote, go and make your vote matter. That's very clever. Well, <laughs> we have an exciting lineup of guests today. Our first hour, we have Trent Franks. He's a United States congressman representing Arizona's 8th District. Congressman Trent Franks is a conservative Reagan Republican and currently serving in his seventh term in the United States Congress. Trent is a rare leader who still believes that people and principles should be at the center of political discourse in America. Trent believes the purpose of government is to protect the lives and constitutional right of the people. We also have Kelly Ward. She is running for the U.S. Senate seat currently held by Senator John McCain and has previously served as Arizona State Senator where she wanted the most committed conservatives in the legislature. And she's gained the endorsement of Gun Owners of America, a pro-Second Amendment group. In studio, we're going to have Ken Wise. He's the mayor of Avondale. Ken takes... Arizona very seriously, and he he holds the Constitution true to his heart. He also uh, is very... Um, um, He's very uh, aware of his responsibilities. I think that's what you're trying to say. Right. So it's not just the Constitution of the state of Arizona that's important to him, but also the Constitution of the, the United States. Right. That's, right. They're very good. Words right out of my mouth. Our second <laughs> Easy hour, for me to say, right? Right. Our second hour, we have Michael Meharry. He's an um, author who also serves as a National Communications Director for the Tenth Amendment Center. 
which they seek to teach people about the original meaning of the Constitution. They lead powerful grassroots efforts to use nullification as a means to block federal overreach. Now, that was a new word for me. And, I, you know, I love words. So nullification. So we're going to talk to him about what does that really mean? And I love that they're, it's not really their slogan, but if I had to boil down what they're about, when in doubt, the Constitution. Right. Right? So stick around for, for Michael Meharry. He's, he's going to teach me a lot, and so hopefully you as well. Also, in studio, we're going to have Sal Bracali. He is a life member of the RMEF and one of the co-chairs of the Phoenix Chapter Rocky Mountain Elks Foundation. Sal is an avid outdoorsman and hunter who gives back by donating his time to wildlife and conservation. I'm so excited about this show. I mean, what a tremendous lineup of people that we even have the opportunity to know, much less reach out to and and engage them, pick their brains a little bit, bring bring our listening audience into a conversation with um, the kind of people that we, we get an opportunity to do that with is so exciting to me. So um, what are, what's in the news, Dan? What are we going to talk about? Because the list of things that we had written down as possible, uh, things that we could talk about, is really as long as my arm. And so it was hard for us to, to narrow in and say, okay, what can wait till next week and what do we have to talk about today? What, what would be the first thing on the top of your mind? Well, first of all, I'd like to send prayers out to the families of the, uh, off, the uh, uh, soldiers that were killed in the flooding in Texas. I know, is that Hood. so tragic. Um, terrible. And also Muhammad Ali passed away in Phoenix yesterday. Um, like to... Uh, to say uh, prayers to the family there. Absolutely. I didn't know he resided in, in Phoenix, so I don't know if he was visiting, if he lived here, but, um, yeah, there's a, a sports legend right there. Yeah. Uh, so I agree. And then also uh, any of the families that were affected by the murder-suicide on the UCLA, UCLA campus this week, you know, that was the, sort of the big news story um, that I think all of the big um, networks were salivating over. Right. It just it makes me so frustrated to see them just salivate that oh, we got another big shooting. Here we go. You know, everybody, you know, take your corners because we're going to duke it out again. Um, and that just brings out, you know, if people could carry guns on campus, it may have prevented. Now, you and I. That is where our mind goes. I mean, to us, it's sort of like a, almost like a duh moment, you know, like, well, if you allowed all of the people who were legal and of age to carry on campus just like they can anywhere else, right, across the street from the campus. Now, we are talking about UCLA, so this is California, so I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know, but I don't think they've got an awful lot of... Um, rights over there as they pertain to firearms, but let's assume it's here in Arizona where we have some of the, the best gun laws there are in the nation. So when I say the best gun laws, I mean the ones that align most closely with the constitution, specifically the second amendment, which is found in our bill of rights, right? So let's assume that something like this happens in Arizona, and you have allowed people who are legal and of age to carry 
just like they can anywhere else in the state. And a bad guy comes on and tries to do some harm. Now, this particular situation where it's a murder-suicide, it was very targeted. Uh, There may not have been any opportunity. There may not have been time for anybody to have reacted to stop this person. But what the news networks that were salivating were thinking it was going to be, and what we were all, you know, in terror, hoping that it wasn't, is a, a mass shooting, right? A guy just going in there and just shooting the place up. So if we had armed citizens who were responsibly, safely, legally armed citizens who also happened to be students of the school, what does that do to the odds of the uh, success of the bad guy doing what he's there to do? We can already already prove that. I mean, anywhere that it's not a gun-free zone, things like this don't happen or very rarely happen. It always seems to be where it's gun-free. And just so the audience knows, gun-free does not mean you get a free gun. Gun-free means they (laughs) don't allow guns in there. Maybe that's why everybody's so fond of gun-free zones. Right. They're just free gun if I go in there. But, uh, you know, it's sort of like, you know, the restaurants have the gun-free zone stickers. I think Mm -hmm. California has those at their border crossings, too. Mm. But anyway, that's the thing. I mean, where there are guns allowed, people, they don't do this kind of thing because they don't want to end their life they want to do it their way Mm -hmm. you know so even the ones that say they're going to kill a bunch of people and then they're going to commit suicide they don't want somebody else killing them they want to do it they want to control when they go and they're afraid so they stay away from gun free zones or they stay away from gun zones i guess you would call it right um yeah maybe that's a new sticker we could have you can have a gun free zone we can have a gun zone gun zone (laughs) right uh yeah well, we, we'll have to think of a better term because you know how I like my words. There, there it is again. I'm just going to keep looping back around to that. But I'm just thinking that if, if I were a student going into college or if um, our child was of, of college age and going into college, I would think let's check out what their policy is. And I would lean toward and lean away from an institution that basically left our child or left myself defenseless. Right. I just, I just think that that is a, as much of a priority as anything else. Um, Don't we do that already, Cheryl? I mean, everywhere we go, we, we try to stay away from the gun free zones. Right. Or quite honestly, we ignore them or, you know, you can't (laughs) see this. You can't see the, the sticker, right? Well, we ignore the businesses. That's what we ignore. So, um, not yeah. saying TSA that will come through the airport no. with a gun. No, oh my no, gosh. We would never do that. No, yeah, I'm getting ready to fly out on Sunday and go to uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to the NSSF Summit there. I'm actually going to be speaking there. And uh, they do have the carry reciprocity law. I could actually take a firearm there with me. So that is good to know. But the I wouldn't be taking it through TSA. No, don't get me red flag, Danny Gray. Even you can't? Even I can't. Do they know who I am? I don't even know who I am. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's not go there, right? So, um, so the, it's an important issue. And I, I wish we had time that, to get into the whole Katie Couric thing that's going on out there. I've been talking about it quite a bit on our, on our Facebook page. But time is not allowing us to do that. So please be sure to check out our Facebook page, which is Gun Freedom Radio on Facebook. 
Also check out our blogs at gunfreedomradio.com. And if you're liking what you hear so far and you're thinking, gee whiz, first time I've ever heard this show, I wished I'd have tuned in sooner. Go to gunfreedomradio.com, click our On Demand tab, and you can hear every one of our episodes that we've ever done. All right, well, stick around because we do have a huge show that we are super excited about having you join in with us. Coming up next, we have United States Congressman Trent Franks, who represents Arizona's 8th District. He is one of the people that, that I think you can feel proud about knowing and he's, he's part of what's good and what's right about our elected officials. Stick around. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com, or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And we are so excited today to uh, have the theme of our show be Your Vote Matters. So we're talking about the fact that your, your vote counts. We're also talking about the fact that there are a lot of matters that come into play when you think about who to vote for and what to vote for. And our very first guest is United States Congressman Trent Franks, who represents Arizona's 8th District. Congressman Franks is a conservative Reagan Republican currently serving his seventh term in the United States Congress. He is one of the rare leaders who still believes that people and principles should be at the center of the political discourse in America. 
He believes the purpose of government is to protect the lives and constitutional rights of our people, and we are extremely honored to welcome you to this show, Congressman Franks. Well, I'm just honored with to us? be with you. Yes, yes, ma'am. Are you able to hear me? Hello? You know what? I do not hear you. I hope that you're there. Are you able to hear me? Well, while we're waiting to, to see if I can hear uh, Congressman Franks, um, I'm just going to say that uh, from his uh, website, we came up with some, some wonderful words that he has listed there. And it's the five priority goals um, that direct his efforts in Congress. Can you hear us yet? I can't hear you. They are life, faith, family, freedom, and the Constitution. So with, I think he's calling my cell phone right now. So this is, this is live radio happening right here. Hello, this is Cheryl. Well, I am sorry. We're trying to figure out what is at play here. Um, we take calls every every day, and of course, it, it messes up when it's one that we're just so extra excited about. Oh, listen! Don't you think about that. Don't you worry about that. I'm just. I just want to make sure I don't let you down here somehow. Well, you're a doll. Let's so. let's try it with the speakerphone on my on my cell phone. I've got it right up to the microphone here. So okay, now, now tell me. I, I call you Cheryl on the air. Yes, absolutely. And I'm going to refer to you okay. as Congressman Frankson. Dan is here, too. He's my, my husband and co-host. And we wanted to um, have you just give us a, a quick civics lesson. What do congressmen do? Well, the members of Congress are sworn to, to uh, support and defend the Constitution of the United States. And I have the wonderful privilege of uh, being the chairman of the Constitution Subcommittee in the Congress. And it's it's one of the great, absolute privileges of my life to do that. And I think if, indeed, uh, uh, Congress, in all of its lawmaking capability, all of its appropriations, all of the things that it does to help uh, move the country in a, in a direction that I hope the Founding Fathers dreamed it would go, that the first consideration that we make is, are we doing those things that are consistent with our first oath of office when we swore to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. You know, I just, I love everything you said, and I, I feel like you are a rarity, and that is a shame, but but we're trying to be more engaged, I think, the, the voting public. Um, you know, one thing we don't suffer from in this particular uh, election season is apathy. I, I do believe everybody's, you know, riveted and engaged, and I, I think that's a good thing. Um now, you're- I think that's true, Cheryl. I do think I will tell you this. I think that one of the reasons is because there's a lot of voter anger out there. They've, they've seen Barack Obama essentially take the country over into the flames, and they don't sense Congress, especially Republicans, that are you know given the charge to resist him doing the job that they think that we should be doing. And I don't blame them in the slightest bit. What a lot of people don't know, unfortunately, and it's going to have to come out more, it just has to, is that the rules of the Senate make it almost impossible now, the way the Democrats are interpreting them and, and applying them, for us to do anything of consequence. And the House passes everything. Uh, we do all the things that we should do, and they never get a hearing in the Senate. And the House has passed 60 appropriations bills uh, at the time when the Senate passed zero. 
the, the House has, has repealed Obamacare 43 times. The Senate's never voted on it, uh, you know, since it, was, since it came into being. Uh, there, I mean, there are so many things. Uh, I've got bills in the Senate right now that have passed overwhelmingly in the House that we can't even get to come to the floor because of their motion to proceed to consider. And I thought I'd throw that out because I think it's important. And right now, the voters have to keep their head because there's only two ways to change policy in America, only two. We either have to elect the right people or beg the wrong ones to do the right thing. Those are our two options. Well, and when we get to elect the right people, that that isn't just at the presidential level, is it? It You have to pay attention. We have to pay attention to our local elections, do we not? Well, absolutely. The local elections, you know, the, the state legislature, where I once served, when I, I ran when I was 26 years old and lightning struck and I won. Uh, but it was in a two-to-one Democrat district, but the people really got active and helped me get elected. And so many things have happened because of that. So the local elections are important, but it is very important that we realize that if we're going to protect our United States Constitution, we have to elect presidents that will appoint justices, that will apply the Constitution for what it says, not what they wish it would say. And in this election, I can't I can't even begin to express to you the magnitude and significance of this election. And I, I don't want to, you know, filibuster on you here, but the bottom line is, I'm just being open, uh, Mr. Trump wasn't my first choice. <laughs> but now that it's between him and Hillary, he is the only choice. If we elect Hillary, the Second Amendment is in dire danger. And I promise you, I am not overstating it in the slightest. We don't lose cases in the Supreme Court. We lose them when we, uh, we lose a presidential election. And the wrong president puts the wrong people on the court that have no respect for the Constitution and are there to legislate rather than to protect the Constitution. Well, thank you for filibustering, honestly, because with that kind of passion, that is what we need. We need people to understand the level of importance. But what would you say to people who have this view that, you know, the Constitution and the Second Amendment, they're just these outdated documents, right? They're written by people who wouldn't understand our modern world. What do you say to them? Well, I guess I would point to the golden rule, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you, that was you know, born in Jewish culture before the time of Christ. And yet, if we abided by that one little rule, the world would be essentially a place of peace. And because we don't, there's wars everywhere, terrorism and terrible tragedies. And so I would suggest to you that to say a true valid foundational principle is outdated is probably one of the greatest failures of the human family. Wow. I, I honestly can't agree with you more. And speaking of family, you know, a lot of times people want to look at our, our elected officials, our congressmen, our senators, our president, whatever, as though they aren't real people. You're a real person. You know, you act, you're a husband, you're a dad. And, you know, you have to care about your children's future just like we do. So how can, go ahead. I will tell you that just to that point, uh, the hardest thing I do in this world, and maybe it points to a soft life, I don't know, but the hardest thing I do in this world is to go and get on an airplane and go to Washington every week and leave my little seven-year-old twins and my wife behind. Mm. It's the hardest thing I do. And yet I do it 
because their future is important to me, and I'm going to make sure that they get a chance to walk in the light of liberty as you and I have, Cheryl. And I'll tell you, uh, I've, I've never had a greater basis uh, for being in Congress, and yet it's never been harder for me to do so. Now, you've served us for seven years, and you're, you're up... Actually, I've, ser- I've served in the Congress for seven terms. Okay. And uh, uh, so at the end of this year, it'll be 14 years I've been in Congress. Oh, correct. Uh, I, so I apologize. I, in terms of, you know, I, I feel like the old guy here now. I'm the, I'm the senior <laughs> member uh, of Congress from, from uh, the House from Arizona. Well, I hope people will, you know, not see you as the old guy, but see you as the voice of experience and wisdom and look to your example. What, what's the opportunity for that to happen? Well, I mean, uh, in terms of me personally, I, I don't hardly ever focus on that, I promise you. I'm just privileged to get to do what I get to do, and my greatest and deepest desire is to make sure that when I come home, if, if whether it's in a casket or uh, I step off the plane, that somehow I have done what God called me to do there and that I have honored my oath of office and I have done what uh, would truly protect this country and future generations. I, I know that sounds pretty like much like a Boy Scout oath, but let me tell you that is the deepest desire of my heart. Well, I believe you. I really do. We've met in person. Um... Uh, and you just, you have that presence about you. You, you. There's nothing about you that rings to me as untrue at all. And uh, I see that you are running for election again to, to take your seat again. And what can we do to help with that, to let people know about it and, and to sign your ballot? Well, fortunately, we filed our signatures. We're on the ballot, so we're, we're doing well there. Uh, and uh, I, I guess I would just say... Say your prayers for me, and then uh, ask 10,000 of your closest friends to do the same. Uh, <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> it, it's you know, I have an opponent, and I wish him nothing but the best. And uh, we'll just have to hope that we can prevail again. Only time will tell. Very good. Well, we're about to run out of time, and I so appreciate you uh, thinking to ring me up on my cell phone so that we could continue our, our conversation on the air I hope it's coming through on the airwaves well for everybody. But before I let you go, how can we, your constituents, help you know better what we want from you and help you to better serve us? Well, there's nothing that I appreciate more than the people calling my office and telling me specifically. Now, you know, I, I, uh, my life is one of the busiest lives you'll ever know. So sometimes, most of the time, I obviously don't get to talk to anyone. But I have the best staff in the world, and when we hear from people and can kind of get the nuance of what they're saying and, and really get a sense of what they mean, it, it means everything to me. So uh, I hope people will feel free to call my office. And obviously they can go online, you know, just look up my name on, online and, and uh, um, Trent French, um, and uh, they'll, they'll get my official website. They can communicate there as well. But more than anything, I just beg the people of this country to recognize the profound significance of this next election. Uh, the Constitution's at stake, the Second Amendment's at stake, so much is at stake. And I, I just wish that I could express to you how serious it really is. Well, thank you so much, Congressman. We really appreciate you putting up with our technical errors <laughs> and, uh, and expressing with such passion these important issues on the air with us. Well, thank you, Cheryl. Thank you for all that you do. God bless you. God bless you, Congressman. Bye now. Bye-bye.
All right. Well, again, with live radio, you know, sometimes you have a little glitch here and there, but that's okay because we just roll along. So stick around. We have, hopefully on the phone with us, Dr. Kelly Ward, who is running for U.S. Senate seat. Stick around. Hey everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting, military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Pot of Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Pot of Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at potofgoldestate.com. Auctions take place the first and third Tuesday of every month and are full of a great mix of antiques, collectibles, jewelry, guns, and coins. Visit our beautiful air-conditioned showroom off the I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 East Western Avenue in historic downtown Avondale. You will find a friendly and knowledgeable staff, comfortable chairs, and we even serve free birthday cake at every auction. Or bid from the comfort of your home at potofgoldestate.com. Don't miss out. Everything is going, going, gone at potofgoldestate.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, our topic today is Your Vote Matters, and we are about to be joined by Dr. Kelly Ward. Dr. Ward is running for the U.S. Senate seat currently held by Senator John McCain, and she has previously served as an Arizona state senator, where she was one of the most committed conservatives in the legislature. And she has gained the endorsement of one of the Second Amendment organizations out there called Gun Owners of America. Dr. Ward, are you with us? Hi, this is uh, Stephen Spash. I don't know. Maybe the phones are still acting up today. Between Yuma well, and... Well, uh, if Dr. Ward, if you can hear me, give me a call on the cell phone and we'll I, do what I, we did with... Uh, are you hello? there? Yeah, I'm here. I could hear you fine. I you don't have you in my, in my headset. So uh, we'll do what we did with uh, Congressman Trent Franks. But until we can connect, um, we'll just talk a little bit about Dr. Ward. She is... She likes to say that we need a new BFF in the in the uh, in the Senate, and she doesn't mean a best friend forever. She means a bold, fresh face, and she really is bold. When you see her speak in person, we've had an opportunity a couple times now 
uh, to see her speak in person. And she is just dynamic. And she has every issue on the top of her mind. She doesn't have to stop and pause and think about it and look at her notes. She just goes, you know, right down the line. She knows exactly what's important. She knows exactly why it's important. And she's also a super strong supporter of the Second Amendment, which means a lot to me when when I'm going to vote. Absolutely. For us personally, because we're always looking at the legacy issue, right? I mean, I'm worried about my own personal protection, but the legacy of what... What condition we're going to pass this country along to our our daughter and our granddaughter, that is important because I want my daughter to be able to protect herself. I want my granddaughter to be able to protect herself. And when we elect people that, that are as committed and concerned as we are, then we are helping to forward that, uh, that legacy. And, you know, every show we start with Ronald Reagan. He says that our freedoms are only one generation away from extinction. And I'm here to say, and I I think if we could get Dr. Ward on the line, I'm so sorry for the delay, but um, I think that she would agree that the generation that we're worried about, when our, our, uh, uh, Dr. Ward, are you there? Yeah, I'm actually nope, on the still phone not with there. You on the, the generation the when hello, our freedoms hello, are going hello. extinct, I think that they've been born and I think they may be voting. Because if you look at, we have three on, candidates in line for the presidency, right? So one of them is an avowed socialist. So even if you're of the feel the burn crowd, it is extraordinary to think that we have an avowed socialist, not a, a closet socialist. This is in the United States, right? That's what I'm talking about. That is extraordinary. Something has shifted. So that's why I say I think that generation that doesn't have the same values of the same freedoms that we grew up with has been born and is voting. And then we have Hillary, which we don't even need to describe that, right? Well, I don't know what you mean by describe that. That being her policies, um, she has avowed, she has promised to do away with, undermine whatever she can to take us farther away from our Second Amendment rights. We're going to try one more time. Dr. Ward, are you with us? I am. Hello? I've, I've heard you. Still Hello. out there. Okay. You know, we're going to have to have her on again if she'll allow that to happen. I think only, only Cheryl can't hear me. You know, she, she has been a great... I'm not sure Cheryl... Uh, she's going to be a great politician, hear. I think, that uh, really believes in the Second Amendment, and um, I'm really looking forward to voting for her. I, I am you. too. Um, and, and it does help for us to know that an organization that values our Second Amendment rights has endorsed her. That means they have vetted her. They've gone and done the homework. They've checked her voting record. And they feel confident that she's somebody that also values their Second Amendment rights, could stand behind and offer their vote up. And uh, I mean, that's important. And that's you know, we don't the- want to... Go ahead. That's by the gun owners of America, not just Arizona. Mm-hmm. The, the whole association has endorsed her. Is that correct? It, that is correct. And, um, you know, what's important about that is to know who, what organizations you put your trust in. 
You don't ever want to just blindly go, oh, well, this person gained an endorsement by company X or organization Y. And so therefore, I can I can just blindly follow. You should always be doing your own research. Always, no matter what the issue is, no matter what the candidate is, who the candidate is, you need to own that information. And so that's another reason why I think that the theme today is so um, topical. Your vote matters. There are matters that you're going to be voting on. Make sure you understand what matters matter to you. There I go again. See what I did there? Awesome. <laughs> well, Cheryl, I, Kelly can't be with us right now because our phones aren't working, but let me ask you, is there a way for the for our guests to uh, to reach her? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think they're going to try one more time. Dr. Ward, are you with us? I am. I've been with you every time, Cheryl. I don't think Carol. so. Nope. I, well, we're still yeah, not getting I'm her. here. I, I apologize for that. I really do, but we will... Um, do you know how to reach Kelly Ward through the internet, Cheryl? Absolutely. Well, I, her Facebook page is very, very active, so definitely look her up. And it's K-E-L-L-I Ward, W-A-R-D. And um, she has a great uh, website as well, but I build a guest page for every single one of our guests. So if you just want to go to gunfreedomradio.com, click on the guest tab, search for Dr. Ward, and you can even type in a search, um, just W-A-R-D would get, get you there. And so on the guest page, I put links to her Facebook page, to her Twitter, to her, her web page, to all the things that are important to fe- people finding her and connecting with her. And um, I think right now, and, and that might be adding to our, our troubles, is she is traveling. This is one of the busiest women. Um, Congressman Frank said said as much about his, his own schedule. These are busy people. The, the people that we elect, this isn't an easy kickback job. Right, and I can tell the audience that it's easier to connect with Kelly Ward than what we're going through right now. Okay? <laughs> A lot easier than that. And also would like to say, you know, get on her web uh, website or her Facebook page and follow her. Find out where she's going and go to one of her events because if you go to one of her events and meet her, you will fall in love with her. You will fall in love with her beliefs and you will vote for her. I think that's quite an endorsement, Mr. Todd. And, uh, you know, I also want to say that uh, she is traveling right now. She's between, I think, Phoenix and Yuma. So that could be adding into why we're, we're having difficulty connecting. But uh, our, our poor engineer is back there with his arms. Like, have you ever seen those cartoons where they are, the arms are moving so fast, it looks like they've got 20 of them. Right. And then there's like smoke coming out because they're moving so fast. That's our engineer right now. And he's trying so isn't, desperately to. Isn't Kelly, Kelly Ward also a nurse? She's a doctor. Doctor. Doctor okay, Kelly doctor. Ward. Okay, yes. yes. Uh, a doctor of uh, osteopathy. I'm saying that wrong. An osteopath. She's an osteopath. So um, this is a learned person. Uh, she's very sharp. She's very intelligent. And she's very committed and passionate um, about our Second Amendment rights, about our constitutional rights, about the direction that this country is going in. And um, she would be coming in at the Senate level. Now, it's the Senate level that Congressman Franks was saying that things keep gridlocking. We're well, not gridlocking, but, you know, the Congress is, is doing what we... Republican voters would want to have done, and then the Senate, uh, it it falls short. Dr. Ward, are you with us? 
Self-Defense Gun Stories Podcast. Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I am asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today, they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf.org. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. 
fun? Absolutely. AZFirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. AZFirearms.com is Knoll Town Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. Be a part of the gold rush and head on down to see my friends at Potty Gold Auctions in Avondale, Arizona. Or check out the auction online at pottygoldestate.com. These folks auction off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Everything is going, going, gone. So you best hurry and tell them Don Cogger sent you. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And where is that gun shop located, Dan? I think that's in Avondale. And isn't Ken from, of course he's from Avondale. Our next guest, who's in studio, so we will not have any... I don't even want to say it out loud. Any issues with the sound? Thanks for jinxing me. I know. (laughs) What? What'd you say? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Lean into the microphone and then we'll definitely hear you. Mayor Ken Weiss, welcome so much for, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks, Cheryl. Thanks, Danny. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So, you know, we like to say, like the famous quote, that all politics are local, right? It is important to pay attention to local politics. We can't just tune everything else out and only care about the, the presidential election. And you are living proof of that. You are leading our city. I, w- I always want to call it a little city. It's, but not, it's not anymore. No. Tell us a little bit about Avondale. So Avondale celebrating its 70th anniversary this year. It was founded in 1946. It was originally called Coldwater and it was changed because of Avondale uh, Springs and Avondale Ranch. So it became Avondale. Uh, incorporated in 46, and 70 years later, we're a city of 83,000 people, 54 square miles. And um, last year, Wallet Hub named us the fastest-growing small city in Arizona for its economy. So that's a huge compliment from them. That so what you're awesome. saying, Ken, is that Avondale became huge when AZ Firearms <laughs> came into town, right? You know, you know, I think the coincidence is just, you know, I, I don't think it is a coincidence. I think the two go hand in hand. That's well, why we like you, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is our mayor we're talking to here. Um, so, you know, the, the whole area has changed in really a very short amount it of has. time. Um, I grew up out in, in that area. You're an owl. I am. I'm an Owafria mm-hmm. owl. I love that you know that. And um, who? who? Yeah, good one. And so we were more of a, a Mayberry small town when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And what's wonderful to me is that with, with you at the helm, I think we have the, the opportunities of a bigger city, one of 80,000 people you just said, but yet we have this hometown Mayberry feel. It's true. It's true. When you look at the demographics of Avondale, um, a huge percentage of our population is under the age of 30. Avondale is, has a huge percentage of first-time homebuyers. They're raising their families. Their kids are young. Um, the families are excited about living here. The homes are affordable. The way of life is, is kind of what you would call all America. Um, and in fact, in two weeks, I'll be heading to Denver 
Avondale was one of 20 cities nationwide to be nominated for All-America City. That's a big deal. It, it, it is a big deal. It really is. And to have that moniker, to have um, that as part of your city, even being nominated is a huge thing. And I think it's, you know, I got interviewed by the West Valley View yesterday, and they asked, is it a marketing thing? And I said, whether we win or not, it is a marketing thing. And uh, we will promote the heck out of that for the next year. Oh, absolutely. I would love to know that our business, our two businesses, because mm-hmm. we have the auction house and the gun store, are in an all-American city. Well, you look at that, too, but you look at what's happening on Western Avenue. And again, this is getting very local for those people who aren't familiar with Avondale. But Western Avenue is the hub of Avondale. It's part of historic Avondale. And it's where we either live or die. Mm-hmm. So how Western Avenue goes with its merchants, mm. uh, that success down there really kind of um, denotes how the health of the city is doing as a whole. And uh, Western Avenue is very healthy, and there's a lot of thriving new businesses there and anchor businesses like yours and Danny's. Well, I'd, I'd like to add, if, if you're considering opening a business in Arizona, Avondale has got to be the easiest place to get your permits, get all your things gone through, and, and it's smooth. I think that's part of that Mayberry feel. You get to walk up to the counter in the city building, and guess what? There's a human being standing And they know there. what you're saying, too. Yeah. So, so funny story on this when you talk about Mayberry. Um, Avondale has a, an alehouse called 8-Bit Brewery, and you, and you guys are familiar with it. Mm-hmm. And the story of 8-Bit Brewery, um, Ryan uh, and his wife, Ryan, Ryan was an Avondale resident, came in to pay his water bill one day. So he's standing in line to pay his water bill, and the clerk behind the desk started asking him, so what do you do for fun? And he said, well, I'm a home brewer. And she said, really? And he said, yeah, you know, I've been thinking about doing a business. I just don't know how to get started. She made a call up to Economic Development, which is upstairs at City Hall. Someone from Economic Development came down, whisked them up to the secret offices. (laughs) And uh, within 30 days, he had his business license and was ready to open up. They had helped him secure loans and kind of do what he needed to do. And he is now not just local recognition, but statewide recognition on kind of his uh, ingenuity and the way that he brews beer and and just it's a local business that was successful. That's the American dream. I mean, that just makes me want to go hashtag America, you right? Your hashtags. <laughs> oh my gosh! But if it, I'm it, a little bit uh, famous for my hashtags, I'm not going to lie. If it wouldn't have been for the staff <laughs> introducing him to those to that idea, he would still be doing it at home. It's true. And so you walk into uh, the same building in a much more urban, much more, much larger city. I think you you tend to get lost in the shuffle. You do, and you have to understand, Avondale's, again, it's a city of 83,000 people, about 500 city employees. But those employees, a lot of them have grown up in the city, have gone to Agua Fria or mm-hmm. Westview or La Jolla. Um, they're a part of the community, and they know people in the community. So their neighbors walk in, and they get to know them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, when I, when I say the, the, the hashtag Merca, um, it's also that we are able to exercise our Second Amendment rights Freely, openly have a, a gun store that has everything from, I don't even know if we have BB guns, but, but 22s to a, uh, what do we have, Dana? We do have a 22. We have BB guns. But, but a howitzer cannon. You, that was your line. Well, we have, we have two howitzers. <laughs> oh, pardon me. Right. Because why not? So right? the howitzer that we fired off at the Fighter Country Partnership golf tournament. <laughs> that, uh, that blows yeah. my mind. Uh, <laughs> We're talking Litchfield Park. In the center of the golf course, and now there's homes all around there, including ours, and we shot this thing off at 7 o'clock in the morning with a full load. Wake up, sunshine, right? That was, that was pretty awesome. It so was thank awesome. you for, for helping make those connections for us, because I, I think that's a memorable event. Okay, so we want to talk about 
elections, right? Because this is an election year for you, too. It is for me and a lot of the mayors in the, in the uh, state. So, you know, we're, what's important about a mayoral election in this year when everybody's focused on, you know, the three people at the, the top of the top ticket? It's a, it's a great question because you referred to it earlier. All politics are local. And when you look at local elections, policies are made in Avondale, especially by the city council and by the mayor. It's the city manager who runs the city. And I think that's important because I think sometimes you get um, some council candidates or some mayoral candidates and some council people who, who feel that they're qualified to run the city. And while I've been with the city of Avondale for 10 years as a council member, uh, my city manager has been with us for 14 years, and he does an incredible job. Um, he's very talented. He has the trust of the council and of the mayor. And I think he's the person that really does, um, when he hires people, when he sets the tempo for the city, council and mayor are, are, are really involved with that. But the truth is, on local politics, you have, if you have an issue, if Danny and Cheryl come down to City Hall and they have an issue, that issue may be resolved within 24 hours. When someone comes into the city and they want to build a building, from the time that that permit is put in to the time the plans are drawn up to the time the construction is started, could be as short as six months. On a state or federal level, that is so much longer. Mm. So I think people really do rely on their local governments as much or more than they do on their federal government. Well, and right now, like we were talking off the air, there's an awful lot of teeth gnashing and anger going on out there in the electorate. There is. Now, we're not experiencing that in Avondale necessarily, right? No. I mean, with like the mayoral, no, I think there's Avondale people that are mad at, at what's going on at the federal level. But, sure. but, but what would you say is driving that, that frustration? And what can we do about it? You know, I look at both candidates that are out there. I mean, and there's three because Bernie Sanders is still in the race. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just a dissatisfaction with what's happened on the federal level. And I think it's promises that were made by both parties that have never been kept. I think there are things that people look at on a national level, and they're frustrated with it. And they don't know how to deal with it. And I think the national, the public nationally has been very patient with their federal um, elected officials, even with their state elected officials. And I think they throw their hands up and they say, we're done. We're done. We're going to go in a different direction. And I think sometimes it's good to shake up what happens on a national level. I do, too. And I, I think we've got a whole lot of people that agree with you. Um, and, you know, it, it, it feels volatile when you turn on the news and you see some of the, the angry mobs that are going on out there. But as an idea, uh, without all the, the egg throwing, <laughs> right, mm-hmm. um, I think that it is important that that people are engaged, whether it's because they're angry or not. I just think that at least we have people woken up who would normally just kind of snooze their way through even a a presidential election. Well, we don't have an awful lot of time left, but, you know, since we have a little bit of bragging rights that our city is doing so well, we're so healthy out in Avondale, right? And we're we're up, we're nominated for an all-American city. What would you say, um, maybe what's unique about our city or what could maybe other mayors learn about our city from us? I think the way in the last two years we've really tackled economic development. You know, a lot of people don't look at economic development in the way that local cities do because really it does drive our sales tax revenue. When you look at our, our revenue, and I hate using tax as revenue, but for a city that's truly what it is. A majority of our income from the city comes from sales tax. And without that sales tax revenue... You don't get police protection. You don't get fire protection. You don't get new parks. You don't get new libraries. You don't get 
streets that are up to par with other cities. And I think in the last two years, as mayor, I've made a real push to, to drive economic development. And the results have been pretty astounding. We talked about WalletHub and the, one of the fastest-growing economies or the, the fastest-growing small city economy in the state. Two years ago, Avondale had the 23rd healthiest housing market in the state. Mm. 2015, number seven. This year, my goal was to have about 500 to 700 housing uh, units built in the city of Avondale. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot, but you have to understand, two years ago, we were building 40 a year. Mm. It's those houses that get built, and it's those people who move into the city who are going to buy groceries and buy cars, who are going to buy furniture. And guns. And guns at (laughs) azfirearms.com, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, man, I hooked you right into that one. Thank you. You're a good sport. (laughs) But but that's that's what's going to drive the economy, and I'm really proud of the fact that you know, we really don't raise taxes in Avondale. For us to raise taxes in Avondale, it has to go to a vote of the people. So I think that's important. I think in the final say, the citizens of Avondale have to have a say in how their money is spent and how much money they want to spend on certain things. And that's kind of what makes me unique uh, as opposed to my uh, competitors. Well, I love that. And if you want to feel like you actually have a say, like your vote moves a needle, I would say a smaller big city like Avondale is a place to do it. It is. We have cities around us that are our neighbors that are changing the way they do their economic development because of what Avondale has done in the last two years. And I think that says a lot about the successes that we're having. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for driving all the way in here. We're sitting in Scottsdale. We all live out in the Avondale area. And uh, I appreciate you making that drive in. You know, I get to spend the day with my beautiful wife, Sherry. So we're going to hang out after this and uh, have some dinner. Absolutely. Hey, over there, Sherry. She waved. All right. Well, thank you again. And stick around because we have our second hour coming up. Do not move a muscle because we're going to be hearing from a gentleman that's going to teach us an awful lot about our 10th Amendment that I didn't know. And I bet you didn't either. Stick around. Michael Meharry next. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Pot of Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Pot of Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at potofgoldestate.com. Come listen to the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Hear about armed civilians protecting people they love. Were they lucky or were they prepared? Come listen and learn at selfdefensegunstories.com. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. AZFirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. AZFirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit AZFirearms.com. 